0: Welcome to the Fan Geeks for All podcast with Dark Neil. Hi, hi, hi. What's up, party people? This is your boy, Dark Neo. Welcome to episode 11 of season 2 of the Fan Geeks for All podcast with Dark Neil. Thank you for joining me today on this Tuesday, July 25th. Hope everybody is enjoying their day. Don't work too hard. It's a Tuesday, I know. You got through Monday, so I know you can get through Tuesday. I believe in you. so it's gonna gonna be cool it's gonna be all right um as i said hope everybody's having a great day i am i have been resting you know or at least i'm planning to continue resting for the portion of day because i feel like i've been working like a dog for these past two weeks and non-stop you know and i am just gonna chill today this is one of those chill days where i'm gonna do what i want to do one of them being this show, <laughs> which I love doing. But after this, I'm just going to chill, have some breakfast or watch a movie or whatever, I, you know, whatever I want to do. You know, I'm just going to make the best of it because I'm I'm tired. I'm tired, as you know, as the old folks would say. <laughs> so I'm just going to make this a relaxing day. And hopefully you do the same once you get off work, or if you're off today, hey, good, you're off today. Do do whatever you want to do. You know, spend time with your family, do stuff to kids, or if you, like I said, you're just a solo act, do what you want to do. Just make it a good Tuesday, no matter what you do. Um, I've been, I well, I told everyone this like um, a, a few episodes back that I've been fixated on on this um this. I guess it's a, I guess, it, yeah, it's an app, um, called WODFIX, W-O-D-F-I-X, I talked about this on a, on some, on one of my previous episodes, where it's an app where you can watch movies that are, like, currently out in theaters, you know, how people go, and they have their specialized camera, and they tape the film, or whatever, and then some of them are, like, if it's a brand new movie, some of them are, you know, pretty, you know, decent, I would say, okay, you know, copies of it, and then there's some that are, have already been released on Blu-ray, so you're going to see them in excellent quality, I was just watching last night the Super Mario Brothers movie, I actually had a ball watching that, that was so much fun, you know, for a gamer like me who grew up in the days of the old, like, Nintendo NES, Super Mario Brothers was my jam, that was my game, so to watch this movie, it, it was everything you you would want for any diehard Super Mario Brothers fan to watch. It was exactly the way you would want it to be. So, kudos to the filmmakers for really putting this together. It was such a great movie. Um, it is out, I know, already on Blu-ray and DVD and probably 4K. Own it. if you're a, If you're a gamer and you're a Mario fan, you want to own that film it was really good, now I'll admit, when the movie first came out, I was, the only thing I was a little hesitant on, was, um, Chris Platt, or, uh, um, is it Pratt or Platt, it's Pratt, yeah, with Chris Pratt playing, um, Mario, because in the trailer, you don't, you, you, you hear the little let's go, and, you know, you see the whole Italian thing, but, and then you hear him talk in his regular like Star Lord voice <laughs> or whatever. But you have to watch the movie and you'll see it makes sense. There there's a reason. They actually give a reason behind him doing like the little fake Italian accent or whatever. It it makes sense. They they clarify that. So I'm glad they did. <laughs> because it really ties in to hit to Mario's story. So I was very pleased with that one, you know, I'm glad, because I was worried about that, I was like, how are you going to take away his Italian thing and make him sound like his regular Guardians of the Galaxy's Chris Pratt self, but then when you watch the story, and you see, you know, the story between him and his brother Luigi, it makes sense, so I'm not going to give it away, if you haven't seen it, you gotta watch it, but it is really good, um all the actors that you know did the the voices you know especially um Jack Black who played Bowser was really funny <laughs> you know and um i th- who i think it was um i th- i believe it was Sefero Seferogen who played Donkey Kong <laughs> it was really, it was, really a, it was funny i love the way it was done and I have to give two thumbs up on the Super Mario Brothers movie. It really was entertaining. <laughs> and like I said, I watch, it's out on Blu-ray, DVD, and 4K now, but I watched it last night off of Wad, of the Wadfix app. So it was really cool. So I highly recommend that one, especially if you're a Super Mario Brothers fan. You will absolutely love that movie. It was really cool. All right, but we're going to get into the, to the show here now, but before you d- we do, as always, you know, I always have to acknowledge any new listeners to the podcast. Welcome to the show if this is your first time. And for everyone else, you can listen to and follow this podcast on all the major platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, Pandora, and so much more. Make sure to subscribe to both my YouTube channel and and my website, darkneofanggeeks.com, and don't forget to check out my new Fan Geeks for All fan club. If you'd like to become a monthly m- member, which is 100% optional, just visit patreon.com slash all that's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash the number 4, a-l-l, Hit the join button and you'll get a chance to receive one of my fan geeks for all promo t-shirts absolutely free. It's a perfect t-shirt to wear. I wear it all the time because I got a bunch of shirts that I made for it (laughs) and I designed it myself. So, you know, show your fan geekdom proudly and then show and tell everyone to show that you support by getting that. Like I said, you can get you can get the shirt for the shirt I sell on my website for like 20 bucks. But if you become a Fan Geek For All fan club member, you'll get the shirt for free. I'll send it to you absolutely free. So don't miss out on that chance to get free stuff. It's always a good thing. (laughs) All right, kids. So let's get into the show with today's Fan Geek Hot Topics. All right. The latest film that's on everyone's conversation list this past week is the Christopher Nolan directed masterpiece Oppenheimer. Based on the true story of American scientist Dr. J. Robert Oppenheimer and his involvement in developing the atom bomb in 1945, this all-star cast is led by the remarkable talent of Cillian Murphy, who most likely will be nominated and win an Oscar for Best Actor for his portrayal. Not since 1991's JFK with Kevin Costner have I seen such a star-studded Powerful film like this, Robert Downey Jr., Emily Blunt, Florence Pugh, Matt Damon, Alden, Aaron um, or Aaron Rich. I can never pronounce his name right. Sorry, Kenneth Branagh, Rami Malik, The list of talent is incredible. I watched this movie, and again, I watched it on the WadFix app, and it was a you know pretty decent copy, I should say. But my God, this. Film was epic and amazing and just mind blowing. The way it was filmed. I would go. I I told some friends of mine that I would go see this film in like if they're showing it in IMAX. But I was. Everybody that I see keeps telling me, "Dude, did you see it So I said, "Finally, I'm gonna cheat and watch it on Wadflix because I've been dying to see it, and it did not disappoint. I'll tell you that right now. I was." blown away what a great story the performances are stellar are stellar I mean even Robert Downey Jr. himself who's in the movie who plays a a key character even he had recently commented on working with um Cillian Murphy who plays Oppenheimer and said he has never worked with an actor that had that much caliber of of talent it was just awesome to work with he he like he like robert Downey jr himself became a fan geek of 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 murphy so he really was the only actor cillian murphy really was the only actor that could play this there is literally no other actor as best as hollywood is of having some phenomenal actors cillian murphy is the only one that could play this and this will definitely garner him his very first oscar win i guarantee it there's what other movie could come out who what that that can have a best actor um, award than this this is it this is it i think it's gonna clean up for when the oscars air what is it next year i guess or whatever the academy awards they usually do it in like february i think so this has my vote oppenheimer is oh my god i can't stop talking about it. it's like i want to watch it again it was that good the way it was filmed. The cinematography. I mean just everything. And like I said. I haven't seen anything like this. Since watching 1991's JFK. With Kevin Costner. Because that was epic in itself. That, I still love that film to this very day. And that blew me away. Of how it was shot. This, The way it was shot. It reminded me of that. Of JFK but even better. Even better. And, and the fact that i know for a fact that they use practical effects so when you see the explosions happening that wasn't cgi that was a real explosion all the explosions you see happening are real so it but it was just such a deep story and especially for those who never knew the story of, of this guy you know you will definitely know his story now it was just such an amazing film blew my mind away I can't wait till this gets released on, on Blu-ray so I can own it. Because this is one of those Oscar-winning caliber of films to own. All sarcasm. And, the you know, I mean, the fact that even Rami Malik has one character who says nothing when you see him. He has no lines to say until almost at the end of the movie. Like, maybe within the last what, 30 minutes of the film where they go through like a whole courtroom inquisition or whatever and, you know, uh, like uh, the trial of Oppenheimer type of thing and he says his piece finally. And remember, Remy Malik is an Oscar winner himself. He won for playing Freddie Mercury from Bohemian Rhapsody. So for him to do this short character, this short piece, he was prob- you probably see him on screen a total of... 15 minutes at that if you look at all the scenes he's in he's probably doing only maybe 10 to 15 minutes of screen time and that's it and he don't hear him talk until like the final like maybe half hour of the film you know and it's and that's it but you know just with him and everybody else robert downey jr was like freaking awesome i mean when is robert downey jr not awesome and I honestly, you know, aside from I seeing, I pre- I'm predicting that Cillian Murphy will definitely get nominated and win for Best Actor, as long as this film being nominated and win for Best Picture, I can actually see Robert Downey Jr. walking away with his very first Oscar, for for um supporting role. He has to, he has to. Robert Downey Jr. was amazing in this film he plays a key character in this film he has to be nominated i know he's definitely going to be nominated i'll predict that i'll throw that prediction out right there robert downey jr will definitely be nominated for supporting actor and he i'm praying wins his first oscar because it's long overdue it's long. i'll tell you right now in fact i'll go on record saying this when robert downey jr gets nominated for best supporting actor for Oppenheimer, i am Oppenheimer, sorry. And if he wins, I have to be, yeah, I have to say if because I don't know whatever, you know, categories, persons of interest are going to be in that category. But if he should win, if Robert Downey Jr. should win best supporting actor for his role in Oppenheimer, I personally will feel vindicated for Robert Downey Jr. because I've said in a past episode, I always felt he got robbed, literally robbed. For not even being nominated for his role in Chaplin, where he played Charlie Chaplin, he should have been nominated. He should have won. I so I always thought that was in inju- that was a big injustice in Hollywood to not recognize Robert Jr., Downey Jr. for that. So if if he wins this supporting role for his role in Oppenheimer, I'll feel vindicated. I will feel justified, and I will. I can, you know, be a happy man for that one, so fingers crossed, I, I can't wait, you guys have to see this movie, I don't know when it's gonna be finally released, it's still in theater, so I don't know when they have plans for a release date for the Blu-ray and 4k and all that stuff, but it's like one of those films, if you have a 4k player, you'll you want to watch it, I may, to be honest, I, I have, I don't have like a, like a standalone 4k player, but I have a PS5, and PS5 can play 4K movies. This may very well be the first 4K movie that I own. My entire movie collection is comprised of DVD and Blu-ray. That's it. Blu-ray is the highest format that I have. I said I didn't really feel the need to go 4K because one, at that at the time of my collection, I didn't have any 4K player, and even if I did, it, I don't. I didn't see the money way in investing in money even though it's great this i don't have i don't even have a 4k tv yet so right now i'm just you know everything is off you know my big ass com- curved monitor but um this as far as this movie i may just own this one on 4k this may very well be the first 4k one that i own it's that damn good no lie it is unbelievable you have to check it out oppenheimer fantastic film 10 stars for me, it is just unbelievably amazing. All right, so for those of you who, like me, have a Twitter account, you may have noticed a change in the popular social, social media app, particularly with its name. It's still Twitter, but now with a big X as its logo. So, the well-loved Bluebird has officially flown away after 17 years. And who's responsible for this dumbass change? Owner and billionaire egomaniac, Elon Musk, of course. The new X transformation is pretty much his way of telling the world, it's mine and I paid for it, so bite me. (laughs) You know, to really clarify it. Under his new X Corp, Musk is planning on turning Twitter into a super app that offers everything from payments to TikTok-style TikTok videos. Now, his obsession with the letter X started back in 1999 when he was co-founder of an online bank called X.com. In March of, 20, of 2000, X.com merged with its competitor, Confinity, to create what we all know now, As PayPal, and don't worry, Musk has no ownership in PayPal anymore, so your money is safe. But as far as this whole X thing now for Twitter, it's no different comparison to when a dog pisses on something to mark its territory. It's a stupid, meaningless idea, and it makes me miss the days when Justin Bieber was the number one person of interest on Twitter. And I know there's going to be some Elon Musk supporters out there listening to this podcast right now that will probably criticize me for speaking negative about the guy. But you know what? I have every God given right to if you want to support the same man who said that the coronavirus was not very deadly and who also tweets tweets sexist and misogynistic jokes and comments on his own Twitter feed, then go for it. Stand by your man. All I'm saying is, when I see stupid shit like this new X branding, and read about the infantile reasoning behind it, I will talk about it, and give my fan geeks my personal opinion on it. Why? Because I can. It's called freedom of speech. Nuff said. All right. So now that I've ranted on that, let's get on to the final hot topic of the day. Director David Gordon Green, who gave us both Halloween Kills and Halloween Ends, is now bringing us a sequel to a classic and controversial horror film 50 years long overdue. The Exorcist Believer, from Universal Pictures and Bloomhouse Films, is being treated as a direct sequel to the 1973 film, The Exorcist, and will erase every th- knockoff sequel that had been released after the original. Believer tells the story of two 12-year-old girls who go missing for three days, and upon being found, we learn that what, wherever they were, they brought back an evil presence that has been silent for 50 years. The film reunites fan geeks with the two principal characters from the 1973 film, Ellen Burstyn, who reprises her role as Chris McNeil, and Linda Blair, reprising her role as Reagan McNeil, the child that was first possessed by this demonic entity. There's no word yet on how big a role Blair will play, in this sequel, it could very well just be limited to a cameo. But the trailer, which you can now watch on DarkNeoFanGeeks.com, shows that Burstyn's character has a much more prominent role in the story, guiding the parents of the two girls as someone with firsthand experience with demonic possession. The film is set to be released in theaters on October 13th. I... Am so looking forward to this. I, you guys need to see this trailer. I, I, I heard about this believer thing, and at first I wasn't too sure about it because I was like, "Oh, here we go again." Then I see the trailer, and I'm like, "Whoa, this looks good." They took, from what I can just tell from this official trailer. They took the essence of the original 1973 Exorcist and put it into this 2023 production. Oh my goodness. It looks awesome. The story looks sounds great. It looks great. And the fact that now it's not one but two little girls being possessed simultaneously by the same demonic, whatever it is, this evil presence. Is just amazing, and I'm watching a trailer already being sold on it, but and I was already half sold, but I was a hundred percent sold the minute they showed Ellen Burson's character coming back, reprising her role as Chris McNeil. I was like, Oh, shit. Ah! yes, this now is perfect. And let me tell you something kudos to director David Gordon Green because. He has, he's now making a name for himself as directing these classic horror sequels and erasing every bullshit film we've seen after that as what I call knockoff sequels. You know, and, you know, I'm not gonna speak too ill will of the knockoffs. I mean, some are okay. But the fact that, you know, it it erases everything we've seen and now really brings this this is so this is basically the exorcist part two this is the real part two that's coming out but they're calling it the exorcist believer and um this looks so wicked when you guys go to my website darkneofangeeks.com you see the trailer for yourself you will see what i'm talking about it looks really really good and this is only just the first official trailer so I'm quite sure there's scenes that, you know, are going to be so horrific that, of course, they can't put a trailer unless they release some kind of Red Band trailer. Now, that would give that would be a good insight to the true story right there. But we'll have to wait and see. But, man, I can let me tell you something for those of you kids who are. And I say when I say kids, I'm talking about all you, everyone who's like from 18 to whatever, 70-something years old listening to this show. I call you all kids, and that's just my affectionate term for you. Don't get it. Don't be offended. <laughs> but for any of you who are too young, any of my listeners who are too young to even have been born at that time in nineteen seventy-three, or even remotely remember the movie, when The Exorcist first came out in 1973, that was the most controversial horror film ever made ever. And I think it still holds that record that that unique record to this day. I now I was too young to go see it in the film cuz in the theaters cuz by the time it came out I was only 2. I was only 2 years old when it came out. So of course, I didn't even know about it. I didn't see the Exorcist until I don't even know how old I was when I finally saw it. I think I was probably Oh my god. I think I finally saw The Exorcist maybe when I was 12 or 13, finally, on like when they had the television movie, then they brought it out or whatever. So even for television, of course, this is, you know, BC before cable. (laughs) And, um, of course, they have a television. They have to edit it, so you can't see the full thing. But I think when I finally did see the full thing, you know, back in the days when you would rent movies on, on videotape, I know videotape is a foreign word for you young kids, but yeah, but there is there there used to be a medium called videotape before DVD and Blu-ray guys. <laughs> and when I got that exorcist for the first time and I got to see it on the unedited theatrical version, I was like oh, shocked. That movie will give you nightmares. No lie. When you watch it the very first time, you are guaranteed to have nightmares and you probably will stay up all night and not want to go to sleep. It was that horrific. And even just the subject matter of demonic possession was taboo in the 70s at that time to portray on film. So they took a major leap to, to, to do that at that time in that era. And not only just a demonic possession, but just the the other things that the, the demon when she was in, when the demon was inside Linda Blair's character, the things that it made her say and do. Now, Linda Blair was just a kid at that time, and she had to say things that a normal little girl is not supposed to say or do. They made her do it. They made her say it in the film. And a lot of stuff, that's why people... It was a notoriously controversial film where people literally walked out. I remember seeing the the newspaper ads that they had the time repeal saying people walked out of the film in disgust. They were throwing up in the bathroom. They were totally disgusted. Some people went as far as to wanting to having the film shut down from theaters and being banned. That's how big a controversy this film is. So if you have not... Seen the original 1973 Exorcist. Something is wrong with you. You have to see that movie. You have to own that movie. You know. And it will. I guarantee you. It will challenge your belief. Whether you're a Christian. Whatever religion you believe in. it It will definitely test your faith. In a major way. When you watch this film. Because as I said. The 1973 Exorcist was the very first film to really bring demonic possession into the forefront. It was it was it was a taboo thing that no one had... I mean there've been documentaries on it or you know case studies on it, but never a full motion picture film. This is the first one. So and as I said, now with this new film, The Exorcist Believer just from watching the trailer, I can tell they've grabbed the essence of the original one. Even to go so far as to put the original score. And let me tell you something. When it comes to horror films, I'm I'm a horror just like I'm a film aficionado, horror films are like a number one. Comedy, drama, sci-fi and horror. That is my that is those are my genres of choice when it comes to my film collection. Horror especially. I'm a major horror fan and even the music was well, something about horror films from the 70s. They always realize that either a piano or a violin can be the most scariest instrument to hear in a horror film. Because when you hear that piano, ding, 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 I can't even do it. It's I can't even do it justice. I can't even do it correctly. But when you watch the trailer go on to my site, darkneofangeeks.com, and you watch the trailer for The Exorcist Believer. That little piano cue you hear is, is directly from the original Ex- 1973 Exorcist. Same, nothing, no chord has been changed. It's the same score. So I can't wait to see this, and I can't wait to see Ellen Burstyn, you know, in it again. And she, at first, turned the role down. She was not going to come back and do this, but they doubled her salary for doing it and that money that she got paid she's using it for um she has like an actor's um foundation that she supports wholeheartedly and that money her pay is going to that so she said i'll, I'll do the movie if you double my salary so i can give a good portion to my foundation and they said no problem they, they you know, it was like pay her what she wants that we gotta have her in this film this film. and i can see that i mean probably the film I mean, the film hasn't even come out yet. It's not coming out until October 13th. So we won't know until we see the final product if the film would have been good with or without her. I'm saying I'm glad they brought her back. It would make sense to the story as the one person who can help these parents who's been through what they've been through firsthand with her own daughter, you know? So I can't wait to see it. it comes out in theaters October um, 13th. And... Go see the trailer on my site DarkNeofangeeks.com. It looks wicked, and I I'm that's gonna be another film to own. <laughs> that's gonna be another film to own. All right, kids. So I'm gonna wrap up the show. That is gonna be it for this episode 11, season two, which is technically episode 31 of the Fan Geeks for All podcast. We are we are. I'm starting the countdown to the end of the season because. By episode 40 will be the final episode of season two, and then you know, I take my little vacation and come back for season three. So it's coming down, it's coming down to the wire. So stay with me and make sure to follow this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, Pandora, and all other platforms. Don't forget to subscribe to both my YouTube channel. And my website, darkneofangeeks.com, and become a member of my new Fan Geeks for All fan club by visiting patreon.com slash support fangeeks for all. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash support fangeeks. The number four A-L-L. All right, guys. That's it. I'm out of here. Enjoy the rest of the Tuesday. Don't work too hard and take a little time to become a fan geek for all. One love, guys. I'll catch you on the next side. Uh, next episode. Bye bye. we